0: The Alabama Crimson Tide had an unbelievable day yesterday. Could things even get more unbelievably -er today? Locked on Bama, your
1: daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good,
1: good. A little tired boy. Yesterday was a uh, it was a good one, but it was it was a long day for for us that cover signing day.
0: First of all, this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. I'll talk about them in just a minute. Also, um, thanks for making this your first listen. Also, yes, it is very awkward for me when I have to scroll after I make a joke. And then I have to scroll down to find the video intro to this thing, and I'm just standing there looking at the camera like, "Why aren't people laughing?" Knowing that there's nobody but me to hear it, and it may not have been funny anyway. So yes, it's very uncomfortable for me. That comfortable for me too. That makes um, it a long day. Just <laughs> make it a long day, Jimmy. Uh, things were so awesome yesterday. Yep. I almost cannot believe that it could get even awesomer. As Desmond Ricks will be making his pledge at some point today. I don't know exactly the time. Maybe you do. And, and you can let us know, does Alabama feel good about this?
1: Well, um, it's hazy. And by that, I mean, uh, it's almost like the Tony Mitchell recruitment, but in like three days instead of six months. You know, like Tony was like, very much into some other places. And then he almost surprisingly committed to Alabama. Like the day that happened, people were like, wow, uh, I thought he liked other places. <laughs> and then he commits to Alabama and then he, everything he says, he's solid. And then clearly he's going on trips and doing this and doing that. And then all the way, literally up until when he signed and sent it into Alabama, people were like nervous about it, right? I mean, it was a, it was a, a roller coaster with him. With Desmond Ricks, it's been exactly the same but condensed into about four days. And by that, I mean, you know, this, it it looked like Alabama. I mean, he's gone back and forth, or I say he's gone back and forth. The appearance is that he's gone back and forth between LSU, Alabama, and Florida uh, many, many, many times, and even multiple times in the same day. So this is the way I think. I think it's going to be Alabama, but – Gosh, I'm, I'm not even sure how to put this. Uh, I my sources that are not from Alabama say it's Alabama. Alabama sources are less certain. If that makes sense, it does. So,
0: it it's more. <laughs> I,
1: I I I think it's Alabama, and I and, and as I say that out loud, I realize I, I might be more confident on this than than Alabama is. So, well.
0: Uh, it makes more sense than you're taking a dramatic pause when you say, I want to tell you something, knowing that some people only listen to this on audio and I guarantee you, they're like, what, did Luke mute him too? What, what the <laughs> hell? That's, that's going to get me in trouble. It was hard to phrase
1: because what I want to say is I, what I want to say is I think he's going to pick Alabama, but I realize as it's coming out of my mouth out loud, instead of typing it or whatever, or texting it on a phone to various people, uh, as I'm saying, I think it's going to be Alabama. I'm, I'm more fully realizing that, you know, the normal sources that I kind of lean on for information from Alabama recruiting, uh, I'm not getting this from them. So that makes me nervous to say, I think it's going to be Alabama,
0: but that's what I think is going to happen. Um, well, he should come to Alabama. His brother, Eli Ricks, plays for Alabama. I know it's not his brother. I know it's not his brother. Don't, it's a joke. I-
1: I laugh because man I, at least on one occasion I, I had two or three strangers that I don't know on Twitter just basically telling me that I shouldn't be working in the recruiting industry if I'm so dumb to realize that they weren't brothers and well, it, it look, made
0: me question it made me question it like are they brothers? Eli because, and because I'm really Ricks. Eli and Desmond Ricks are as related as Luke Robinson and Quindarius Robinson. We are the same amount of relation. <laughs> We we just happen to share the last name.
1: I think it's the cornerback thing and the IMG thing Mm -hmm. and the heavily involved with LSU thing and Alabama and Alabama thing. But no, they are from literal. And when I say this, literal opposite ends of the country.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's, I mean, it's so comical at this point that people from
1: Rancho Cucamonga and I love saying that because I didn't really know that was a real place until Eli Riggs. I thought okay. Rancho Cucamonga was a made up thing they say on TV about California like hey I'm here in Rancho Cucamonga like that's a real place but it ends up Eli's from there so that's why I like saying that because it is a real place and it sounds awesome. I uh, saw a but-
0: fountain there one time to Rancho Cucamonga and when the guy told me this I was like no seriously come on he was like yeah, it's a, it's a place, man. That's not a good sales tactic, by the way, to question whether the guy knows where it's going. Um, but there's also good, luck a great, spelling,
1: good luck spelling it, Mr. Hometown. Yeah, there's Hometown. also
0: a great Simpsons episode when Homer is at clown college and, uh, uh Krusty the clown <laughs> is trying to teach him funny, uh, funny sounding city names. And, uh, one of them was Rancho Cucamonga, and then the other <laughs> <one> was Seattle, <laughs> and Homer was like, Seattle, that's hilarious, uh, and one other thing I was going to say, um, and since this is, uh, you know, we're, we're getting right towards Christmas, I can tell a little story or two, um, when, uh, when Louis C.K., one of my favorite comedians, um, He said uh, the whole thing about Desmond Ricks, Neal Ricks not being related reminds me of his story about when Christopher Columbus discovered American America and he comes in and like, there are all these people already there. And he said, you know, they're not Indians. We just called them that. And then we kept calling them that forever. He said, Christopher Columbus shows up and goes, Hey, y'all are Indians. Right. And they were like, no, we're, From a totally different place, we we've never even heard of that. What are you talking about? He goes, ah, you're Indians. That's the way Desmond Ricks and Eli Ricks people who believe they're related. We're like, they're not related. They're from different parts of the country. They probably don't even know each other. Ah, they're brothers. They're brothers. But anyway,
1: yeah, I was literally told somebody said. I mean, the tweet was like, literally, you work in. You work as a sports reporter and you don't know that they're brothers. How do you have that job?
0: It's so funny because people who follow recruiting and and now you're in the profession. I mean, I still simply follow it. I I do have some good sources now, but I simply follow it. And I, I remember that phase of my following recruiting life when I followed enough recruiting and read enough message boards that I thought I knew more than the moderators who were talking to the prospects themselves. We all go through <laughs> it. It's like the beauty of following recruiting. <laughs> it's
1: unbelievable. That's a great lesson for everybody listening because I look for whatever reason, message board fans they starve for inside info. That's the thing. They're always looking for insiders, they want the inside scoop. It's not good enough that it comes from Andrew Bone, who talks to everyone. He, he you can't be anymore on the inside. What is the inside? You can't yeah. be anymore, and they're like, "Yeah, that's what Bone says." But what do, what does uh, what do, what
0: do, what does Ricky C say? Yeah, I mean Ricky C six nine two ampersand.
1: What does he have Ricky to say on Twitter?
0: Just get off the phone with Quay's mother. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, I mean, it just kills me about
1: about that. But no, and I'll brag on Bone, who's fantastic to all the these recruiting guys that cover Alabama not just for our site but you know I'm gonna brag on the guys for for it on three Bama insider of course Andrew Bone Joseph Hastings unbelievable job that they do but even the uh, Tim Watts Hank South Rodney at TI uh they're all really good at what they do and they are the insiders they know stuff from the inside they know more than they can tell you that's how you know they're insiders they know more than they
0: can tell you they don't even have to go to Bojangles get it (laughs) they weren't
1: crying at bojangles yesterday
0: (laughs) oh me that's still funny i'm sorry it's just still funny i've never been to a
1: bojangles can we talk about i've never been to one is it a chicken place
0: it is a chicken place and i'm i have no problem saying this and and i will die on this hill bojangles is one of the most overrated restaurants when people talk about chicken i mean i'd go to popeye's a hundred times out of 90 before I'd go to Bojangle. I went to Bojangle's once and had one of their chicken biscuits, and I was like, I don't know what in the world everybody is talking about. I mean, I prefer Hardy's, I prefer Jack's, I prefer definitely Popeyes, Chick fil A, you know, but Chick fil A is sort of like a different tax bracket. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Chick fil A is like uh, Ruth's Chris, the Ruth's Chris of a uh, fast food places.
0: Fast food chicken. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Let me, I got to tell everybody about. Uh, yeah, back to the print. I got to tell everybody what not to do this holiday because did you know that driving high is considered under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every single state. Even in the states where marijuana is legal, it's still illegal to drive while you're high. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. They can totally tell. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Your parents can tell. Your lawyer can tell. Everyone can tell. Everybody. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? They've been trained for this. Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not, because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. This has been paid for by the NHTSA. Jimmy, um, one other thing, you know, I, I sort of fight this balance. Everybody, uh, they, they don't like me to get into story time, but it's Christmas and I'm sort of nostalgic. I have a, I have a couple of good Christmas stories. I do have a story. Um, and I want to talk more recruiting, but I'm going to tell this. So if you want to fast forward 30 seconds, go for it. But, uh, my, my mother who just recently had a double mastectomy and is doing great. I mean, she's doing fantastic. She's getting treatment and all that, but she's doing great. Well, my dad took her to a, uh, to a party the other day and they went, to the house and when they they said boy it's weird nobody's in here and they walked in the door like a side garage door and they were like man it's dark in here and I click on the lights and about that time another mutual friend of ours who's about my age comes out and he's like "Uh, Ricky and Libu what are y'all doing and Ricky my dad looks at my mom and says now honey are you still a hundred percent sure this is the right house because you know it's not just like I said (laughs) And, and he said, if, if you are still sure it's the right house, I need to let our friend know that he's living in the wrong place. And, <laughs> so anyway, but my friend was like, yeah, it was like two people rummaging around in my garage. I thought that there's a raccoon in there. He said it was dark. It was musty. I don't know why they thought there was a party in there, but apparently my mom was 100 percent convinced there was a party going on. They just couldn't find it at that. <laughs> house. So um, anyway, uh, yesterday, good. one thing you and I do every year. Yep. And we won't be doing it. Um, I guess uh, we, we're, we, we're might. Not we might. We might do it anyway. We might do it anyway. Is the superlatives um, yep. for uh, our, our signing class? And we do things like we try to go a little bit off the beaten path. We do a, a you know, obviously the biggest pick. I mean, the biggest get um, sleeper. Uh, more, I'm more bullish than you on. You're more ber- bullish than me. I'm more bearish. You're more bearish. Whatever. Um, And we have not had any time to prepare this, but I think you and I have already said that you and I both believe our biggest get is Caleb down. So we can skip that one. Now here's some other guys, by the way, I don't have your previous picks, but here are mine. Um, Last year I said Jameer Gibbs and I said Kool-Aid McKinstry. I said Bryce Young, Patrick Sertan, Alex Leatherwood, Ben Davis, that was a miss. Blake Barnett, that was a miss. Deshaun Hand, not a terrible miss. A'shaun Robinson, T.J. Yeldman, and Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I'm I'm batting pretty well on that. Now, here's one of the biggest get. Yeah, you went okay. I went Caleb Downs' biggest get. What I thought
1: you said the yeah, same yeah, thing. Well, I think that. Caleb Downs is the biggest get in the class, but I will say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I'm 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 pretty firm on that. Okay. So one other category we have is, um. Top f- future top five NFL pick. Oh, sweet! And I'll let you go first, unless you want me to go. I have one in mind. You may need to look at the list. I have one in mind.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, what, what, immediately off the top of my head, my answer would be Keon Keeley. Uh, I think is yeah, a yours is different. Okay, yeah. I think Keon Keeley. Look, I mean, I base it. You know, I when you know, my, my mindset on top five pick is okay. What what positions in the draft traditionally go really high. I mean, what, is, what is the draft interested in quarterback, you know, a pass rusher offensive tackle. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not comf, confident enough just yet to say Holstein or Lonergan would be top five picks, but uh, to me, it kind of comes down to, to down, uh, to Ke- Keely and maybe Proctor because they play positions that are, are often taken, you know, o- uh, number one overall or in the top five, but, to me, it would be Keon Keeley, uh, who not only Luke, one of the reasons I love Keon so much is not only is he so good physically, he's such a great kid. He, he's an Eagle Scout type kid off the field. Uh, he's really bright. Those kids with not only the super tangibles, you know, in terms of size and speed and skill set, uh, those that also have the intangibles to go with it, leadership, intelligence, drive, uh. You, if you get a combination of those two, you got a, a great pro prospect, and to me, that's a that's Keon Keeley.
0: Yeah, I can see Keon Keeley. I get that. I'm 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 with you, but I'm gonna go the more obvious answer of Caden Proctor. Right. Um, he's big. Uh, I listened to some of his uh, interviews yesterday. He's smart. Um yeah. He's. Uh, this has become almost like an insult to say this about people because. Uh, for a long time, people thought it had some kind of uh, racial overtones, but I, I mean, I mean it in the nicest way possible. He's a well-spoken kid. He he was not stuttering. He was he he was taught, talk- and he made a lot of. sense. He speaks weller than we do. There's no doubt about that. He speaks weller so, than us for sure. And I I hate that that's become almost a um, you know, it's almost like comic well, He's a real nice guy. You know, but nice guy's a good thing. No, he's well spoken, and he. And I mean that in the sense that he also is interesting. Like he said some stuff yesterday that was almost Lane Kiffin esque in terms of Iowa. He was, I mean, he wasn't picking fun at him. At the same time, he was just telling the the cold hard truth. Like, look, I didn't want to be the only five star on the team, you know, or in this class. And man, that made, God, do y'all know how refreshing that is for somebody to say that. And for an 18 year old, or if he's 17, I don't know how old he is or 19 or whatever, for him to have the wherewithal to, to know that, hey, I'm going to be going up against five stars my whole life. Going to a school that doesn't have any five stars where I practice every day I'm at practice, I'm bored because I'm bulldozing everybody. That's not good. I need to go and be challenged if I want to be at the next level. And that's just super smart. And so forget the fact that he's a gargantuan human being and a beast of an offensive lineman. He's already got the mentality for it.
1: Yeah, um yeah I can I, I I like was in love with Proctor's pre what amounts to a press conference and and a few things to say about that to get to your quote first you know that uh, when Proctor said hey I want to go to a place where there's and I'm paraphrasing he didn't say this exactly but just like you paraphrased he was basically saying hey I chose Alabama because there's other kids like me there there's other five stars there's other, uh, the other guys are some of the most highly recruited guys in the country. I'm practicing against a Dallas Turner. I'm practicing against a Will Anderson. I wouldn't get that at Iowa where, you know, once he decommitted from Iowa, now the star of their class is like the 380th most highly rated player in the country and not the fifth like, like Proctor. But uh, it reminds me uh, Luke, uh, you know, that video when we were like college age, the uh, video by the band uh, blind melon and uh, it was about the girl, and she was, like a, uh, the she was like a a pretty bad tap dancer. I think she was, like, not a good tap dancer. Dressed like a she, bumblebee. Dressed like a bumblebee, and she was lonely, and she was sad. And, and the video, first half of the video is her walking around lonely and sad. And then she stumbles across a field where where everyone else is a bumblebee like her, and they all look like her, and they all act like her, and, and the look on her face. She, that's Proctor, right? That's Proctor. He He, he stumbled into his bumblebee field. Uh, When he went on his visit, Alabama, and he's like, hey, everyone here is as big and fast and strong as me. This is this is where I belong. I don't belong in this other place. And that's not to say anything bad. Iowa does an amazing job with what Iowa's got. I think they might do more with less consistently than anyone. And they're very good on the offensive line, you know, most of the time, maybe. Uh, But my other thing about Proctor, I want to say more seriously. Caden Proctor faced the Iowa media voluntarily. He didn't have to do that. He faced the Iowa media after disappointing the entire state. I, I don't think people. I mean, remember how upset we were when Peter Woods chose Clemson? This is way different. We got a Peter Woods every year. There, there's some five star in Alabama every year. There's usually more than one. Iowa hardly ever gets five stars. He disappointed his whole home state and instead of going you know what some kids would do understandably them and their parents would go get in the car and they'd put a for sale sign in the yard and they'd haul ass to Alabama and they go well I guess we got to live somewhere else we can't live here and put up with this you know, this dude went and faced the media and he's like ask me anything and he answered all the hard questions there have literally been I'm not making this political because it's both sides there have literally been presidents of the United States who have made tough decisions and they don't hold press conferences. They don't want to answer questions about it. The governor, I don't want to answer questions about it. Head coaches, not going to talk about that. What about players after a bad loss on the field? Not going to talk to the media today. Caden Proctor disappointed his whole state. And in less than two days, he's in front of the camera going, this is why I chose Alabama over, over Iowa. And I know
0: a lot of people are disappointed, but this is why. That took- salient, smart points. It wasn't like... Yeah, like a script A, or yeah, they promised me more nil money. It was he actually said Iowa was offering more money. He he yeah. didn't say that, but he said that. He's like yeah. people say it's
1: about money. If they knew the truth, they would know that's absolutely not the truth. That's what he said, thus implying I was getting more money to stay here than I was going to Alabama. I mean that that and to to have the guts to get in yeah. front of the camera and say that. I mean and, and to say it so well spoken. I'm I'm of course I'm a Caden Proctor fan for life. He plays for Alabama now. But I'm just telling you, that was one of the most mature things I've ever seen from any 18-year-old in the recruiting process.
0: All right, Jimmy, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do our next uh, topic, which is sleeper of the class. Okay, so it's hard to have a sleeper in a class that is totally made up of human (laughs) Red Bulls. (laughs) Here's
1: here's the five-star we're not talking about enough.
0: (laughs) Okay. I think the easy answer is Yanzi Pierre, but we talked about him already, so I feel like that's cheating. I think an answer that isn't quite as easy, isn't quite as obvious, I'm going to sort of go out of bounds here and go with Justin Jefferson. I like it. Number one, he's a Juco guy, and I think we've all learned to um, diminish expectations of Juco guys just right off the bat. Now, why that is, I mean, that you would think you'd be more excited about them because they come in with more experience. They have played at a, at least Older. a slightly higher level. Um, but I think people just can't get the stigma of you had to go to junior college for a reason out of their head. I also think Justin Jefferson just happens to share the name of probably the best wide receiver in the game in the NFL right now. So when you say Justin Jefferson, you don't even think of this Justin Jefferson.
1: Yeah. You assume he'll be good just on the name yeah. alone.
0: But... This guy, I mean, this guy and Malik Benson, really, these two guys. Malik is a five-star. They're number one and number two in the JUCO rankings. And I don't think we've talked about them enough. Like, really, Justin Jefferson specifically, though, because this dude's this dude's bad. I mean, like, bad in the best Michael Jackson-esque way you can say it, um, <laughs> musically. Uh, and he's, uh, he's a dude. Uh, I think he's going to come in and have an instant impact. I'm gonna go on record and say I 100 100 believe both Juco guys coming in Malik Benson and uh, Justin Jefferson will be one and done guys in terms of their time at Alabama
1: Wow I do believe both of them uh, both of them especially Benson but probably I'd say especially Benson but probably Justin Jefferson is an immediate starter at inside linebackers a little small I mean that that's the, the but Pound for pound, what a great hitter! My sleeper is going to be more of like a real sleeper, uh, you know, in terms of like because we do have a class full of stars, a class full of highly rated guys. This guy's not so highly rated, but uh, I'm super high on him for sure. And that's uh, Brayson Hubbard, uh, the safety from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. I I, I am really high on Bray. Uh, I, I think I think the thing is when I read knocks on him from various fans. Uh, the reason I'm high on him is the reason they knock him, which is the, the, you know, he didn't really play safety. He was a quarterback. I mean, how do we know he's a good – he didn't play safety. That's one of the reasons I'm so sky high on him. I mean, he, he, he auditioned at a position that he's really never really played in his life. And in two hours, Nick Saban's going, we got to have this guy. That's exactly why I like him because he played it for two hours and Nick Saban wants him, you know. <laughs> So that's what but no, Bray checks every box. the funny thing is if Bray was not a quarterback, if he was a full-time safety, if he was you know wanted by Alabama and these other schools and you knew what his real measurables are 6 one 40 and, and was and a major league baseball prospect because he's so athletic we'd be Hey, this guy's a high four-star and maybe even a five-star. I mean, I, I like Bray Hubbard. I, I think even though he's a sleeper, you got to say that because he's one of the few three-stars in the class. We have very few three-stars. Bray is one of the three-stars, and I, I, I am as confident in him as I am in, in some of our more highly-rated guys. I think Bray Hubbard is going to be a, a very good football player at Alabama.
0: According to 24-7, and I know you work for a rival company, which is – rival is also the name of another rival company. Um Carner <laughs> uh, <laughs> Talty is the only three-star we have. Brayson Hubbard is a low four-star. But I, I'll say this. I saw Hubbard play in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. I don't know how many other people saw him. I was at the game and um calling it for the HSA Radio Network. and And I was impressed. He did not play safety. He only played quarterback. Wasn't super impressed with him as a quarterback necessarily in terms of passing. But what you could see was that he, he had a safety mentality playing quarterback. Like he was hitting the hole fast and fearlessly. Um, he wasn't scared to take on contact. Um, all those kind of things. It wasn't like, oh, he's going to – I'm not quite as concerned. Well, a lot of people love it if you're, your safety plays quarterback or vice versa that you'll know what the other side is thinking when you're playing the other side. And maybe that's true too. But um, I didn't see anything from his passing that, you know, made me go, oh, he's going to know all the routes just right off the bat. I do think he's a real cerebral player. And, I, again, a very nice kid because I was going to go interview him. And usually these kids are like, okay, okay, you know, or they're super excited that they're being interviewed by anybody. I mean, it's one of two ways usually. And he was like, if I remember, he came, I came up to him and said, Brayson, I'd love to get just a couple of minutes for you for the radio network. He said, I'd absolutely love to. I appreciate your asking. He said, but I have to go in here and be with my teammates right now. And I was like, well, okay, I'm just going to go over here and cry about your awesomeness. <laughs> I mean, I was—I thought it was so cool. I was like, I'm so impressed with you. No, that is good. Brace, well, me. I mean, you be my son. He was completely honest about how, hey, I'm honored to be asked, but I, I literally have to be with my team. He was like, I know you're Luke Robinson. And, uh, <laughs> you are what we call the Geraldo Rivera of <laughs> podcasters and interviewers. But, uh, and I'm an empty, I'm an empty old gangster vault, but uh, I cannot meet with you. Um, Okay. So those are the key two categories we'll do today. And I'm going to tell this quick story and listen, so no recruiting right now, but I'm going to tell you a quick Christmas story if you're interested. So stay tuned if you're interested. If you're not interested, feel free to cut it off. Pretend you mean I just said roll time, but I got to tell this story. If you have a child in the car that is young enough for, you know, still uh, you know, has a deep belief in Santa Claus, cut it off. That's your warning. So, when my brother was in third grade, it sure gave a lot
1: away with the warning there, pal. I,
0: know. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but anyway, um, so when I was, my brother was in I third like grade. Sam, was,
1: if you get blankety blank offended by blankety blank bad words, you better blankety blank turn this blanking
0: thing off because I'm about <laughs> to say some bad to, words. I'm about to say some real bad words. So, my brother was in third grade. I was in eighth grade. My mom goes to pick us up from school. And this was like in, I mean, April or something. She picks us up, and um, my brother's crying. And he's usually like a really happy go lucky kid. And um, how old was my, your brother at
1: this time? About 23?
0: <laughs> he was about 23. Uh, he, was a, he was a Juco. Anyway. Um, a juco. <laughs> anyway, so we pick him up and he's crying, and we're like, what's wrong? And he said, Mom. Some kids told me at school that there's no such thing as Santa Claus that you're Santa Claus. Is that true? And, you know, look, Jimmy, you don't have kids. I'm telling you, as a guy with kids, when they find out, it is like a death in the family. You really wonder why I've perpetuated this lie so long, because it's just awful. I mean, it really hurts. I can imagine. It's not much of a stretch. I can imagine. Yeah. So, um, anyway. He, my mom was trying to explain the spirit of Christmas and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, he's boohooing. Jimmy, I'm in the back crying because I'm like, that's the last nuclear family member that believes. So I mean, it's sad. You know, like, what do I have to get up early for and put together this Lego crap anymore? Um, I not believe the
1: kids in junior college were that mean to him.
0: <laughs> so we're driving down, and it's like a 15 minute ride to our house, and he's crying, like, I'm talking about just tears rolling the whole way. We finally about to pull up to the house, and he's doing one of those kid, like, <sighs> You know, like finally getting over it, but he's catching his breath. And he goes, Okay, but I guess the next thing you'll tell me is there's no tooth fairy. And we were like, Um, yeah, we gotta go, let's go ahead and knock them all out while we're here. There's, there's no, no Santa
1: Claus, there's no Easter Bunny, but that tooth fairy is real. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's no Halloween how if you believe in that, whatever that is. I <laughs> so, mean you know, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing, we got nothing. <laughs> so, um, Anyway, that's my Christmas story. And I hope it didn't ruin Christmas. I was like, that, 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 that was probably the worst Christmas story of all time. It should be. That should have been in the movie, A Christmas Story. That would have made that movie even better. You know, the
1: punchline is that everything that makes everyone happy in the world doesn't is exist. Is dead.
0: It's, Good it's dead. Good night. Well, but see, it's, it's not even that they didn't exist because in your mind they did. So really, they died. <laughs> They're dead. So, Santa he, is
1: real. I saw this cool documentary on TV called Elf, and uh, he's you. real. It's very, there's a real Santa Claus. Not the guy at Macy's. Yeah, by the that, guy's, that guy's was,
0: a ball. That guy was sitting on a throne of lies. <laughs> all right, buddy. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with some more um, superlatives. And until then, thank you all for listening, and I hope I didn't ruin your Christmas, so uh, roll tide.
1: Roll tide.